In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Every drama, every biography, every narrative has a set of main characters. Well, today, I'd like for you to meet the main characters as we approach the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, let me say right up front, and you already understand this, by its very title, The Revelation of Jesus Christ, we understand there's really one main character, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. The King is coming. Uh, but there are many supporting characters. There are people that are connected to the Lord Jesus Christ and to whom the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking and through whom He is working. And it's very important to our understanding of this book of the Bible to know who they are. We've come to Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 4, and here's the first one, John. That's how the verse begins, just simply his name, John. Uh, the author here is the human penman, moved along by the Holy Spirit of God, and he just uses his simple name, John. He could have said, I am the last apostle. He could have said, I'm the beloved apostle. But instead, he just uses this human earthly name, John. There's a, a beautiful humility in the book. There's very little about John because John's not looking at himself. John's looking at Jesus. Could I recommend you do the same? That you get your eyes off of men and on the Lord Jesus Christ and understand God uses who He wants to use, how He wants to use them. And He doesn't use us because we are anything, but because He is everything. So here is John, this man that is yielded to the Lord. Uh, we'll find more about the, the setting of how God came to him later in this same chapter, but he is the human penman that God works through. I've marked two words in my Bible. In verse 1, I've marked the word revelation. And in verse 2, I've marked the word record. And this has helped me to remember the revelation is connected to Jesus. The record is connected to John. The Bible says in verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then it says of John in verse 2, who bear record of the Word of God. So really, John is just recording what Jesus is revealing. And so we understand that John is, the, is just the middleman, if you will. He is the, he is the one who's passing the Word along. Uh, though no more Scripture is being written today, I want to tell you, we have the same great privilege and responsibility that John had, and that is to take the God we have come to know and make Him known to others. And to take the Christ that we have caught a glimpse of and help others to see that He is the one true and living God and the only Savior. So, the first main character is John. Then the Bible says in Revelation 1 verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia. So, we know who's doing the work. Uh, there, there's no debate here about who the writer is. Three times in the first chapter, he identifies himself. Once in, in the end of the book, he identifies himself. So we know it's John, but who's he writing to? Some vague group of people? No, God is never vague. God is always specific, and God is always personal. And so these writings were first addressed to seven individual churches in Asia Minor. Now when we come to Revelation chapter 2 and Revelation chapter 3, we're going to meet each of the seven churches. So let me not get ahead of myself, but let me just pause to make this application. Christ is interested in His local churches. 
I love the fact that he uses the plural churches. He's interested in every one of them. And he has a word for every one of them. Friend, he knows your church. Uh, he, he knows the great need in your church. I wonder, is, is your church, are you as a church member wide open for what the Lord wants to say to you? Are you willing to let God use you right where you are? People have talked about these seven churches being symbolic of seven stages in church history and all that kind of thing. It's not really my purpose to get into that, though there may be some legitimacy to it. I just want to point out the most obvious thing in the literal interpretation of Scripture. John is writing to seven individual local churches in Asia. And I want to say to you that the founder of the church, the head of the church, is deeply concerned that his churches be what he started them to be. The Lord is interested in your church. And you ought to be interested in what Christ wants at your church. So we have John, who's the human penman. We have the seven churches who are the original recipients of these letters. And then we have the triune God. Now, we, we understand, of course, that all eyes are on the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. But I want you to see both the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, the Godhead, the triune God, right at the outset of Revelation chapter 1. In Revelation 1 verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Do you hear all three? First you have the one who is and was and is to come. Uh, he is seated upon the throne. This is a reference to Jehovah God, to the Lord, to the Creator, to the covenant God. Uh, the same God in the Old Testament, same God in the New Testament, same God today, same God for all eternity. And so we have a glimpse of God the Father. Then you have the Holy Spirit because the Bible references here the seven spirits, capital S, which are before His throne. And someone said, why the number seven? Well, remember seven is God's number of completion and perfection. The idea here is that the Holy Spirit is all of the perfection of God brought to us. It is all of the power of the throne made available to us. He sees everything. He knows everything. He can do everything. He is everywhere. And so we have the beautiful Holy Spirit of God who inspired John to write, who first spoke to the seven churches, uh, who came to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, and the same Holy Spirit who is ministering to us today. And then, of course, we have not only the Father and the Spirit, but we have the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, identified here as the faithful witness so we know He is the truth. He's the one who reveals God to us. Then He's the first begotten of the dead. He's the first person who ever rose from the dead of His own power. And by the way, uh, He is the first begotten of the dead because, praise the name of our great God, there's a resurrection coming someday. He's the first fruits of that. And then He's the prince of the kings of the earth. It's a reminder again that He is the king and the king is coming. So do you see the great triune God? But then let me give you one more main character. You're going to like this one. Don't you love to find yourself in the pages of Scripture? Not only is John here and the original audience, these seven churches, and our triune God is at work, but you and I are here. The Bible says at the end of verse number 5, "...unto Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood 
and hath made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. And all of God's people should say, Amen. You're a main character. Yes, that's right. You are in the revelation of Jesus Christ because, watch this, God loves you. God washed you from your sins in His own blood. And by the way, if He hasn't, it's not because He doesn't want to or can't. It's because you haven't yielded to Him. If you've never called on the Lord, call on Him now and be saved, friend. He will make you clean. He'll wash you from your sins in His own blood. And then, He has made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. Uh, he has given us access and assurance and authority. He's, he's made a way. I love this. Jesus Christ went into the Father's house and left the door open behind Him. And then we get to be a part of giving Him glory forever and forever. As you approach the revelation of Jesus Christ, just like all of Scripture, uh, see the human penman, see the original audience, of course see God because it's the revelation of God, but understand God wants to work in your life today. Ask the Lord to speak to you and change you as surely as He did John. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.